It's been a month since the presidential election. Do you think you've fulfilled your civic duty by casting your ballot? Not so fast. We'll talk about ways to become politically engaged every day, not just the first Tuesday in November. Welcome to the inaugural episode of Leeward, a podcast examining the unique political landscape of Lee County, Florida. I'm Mike Cosden, a Lee County native who works in the nonprofit sector with experience in education, technology, and a degree in library science. And I'm Jessica Cosden. I am a Cape Coral native. I work in database marketing, and my degree is in liberal arts. As you might have noticed, Mike and I share our last name. That's because we're siblings. We both grew up in Lee County, and we chose to stay here and start our own families. Well, Jess, one thing you didn't mention is your involvement in local government. Since you are involved in local politics, I'll ask the expert, why should we care about what happens with local politics? You know, a lot of people would say, I voted, I've done my duty. Absolutely, it's important to vote, but that's not where it ends. Local government is important. We have city council, county commission, school board, mosquito control. All of these different governing bodies set tax rates, and when you pay your property tax bill, that's where it goes. So that's something that you have local control over. Uh, We have roads being paved by county commission and city councils. We have parks being built and maintained, conservation land. City councils and the county commission have ordinances that could affect your everyday life. So turnout for the 2016 presidential election was the lowest it's been since 1996 nationally, around 55%. Uh, So how do we stack up to the rest of the country here in Lee County? 78.5% voter turnout here in Lee County. Wow, that is really impressive. How does that break down by party? What are the registry voters like uh, here in in Lee County? The top party is Republican, followed by other, which includes NPA, independent, and third parties. And finally, last is Democrats. Well, let's, let's talk real quickly about some of the national races. Any surprises there in the way some of our registered voters uh, cast their ballots? Donald Trump received more votes than there are registered Republicans in Lee County, and Clinton received more votes than there are registered Democrats in Lee County. So it's pretty clear that those other voters are powerful and have a big impact on the election. I remember the others from Lost. Is that the same same thing? I don't think it's the same thing, Michael. I also noticed that Marco Rubio got quite a few more votes than Donald Trump, which is interesting when you consider that they're both Republicans. Uh, Marco Rubio got 204,000 and Donald Trump got 191,000. So you've got a lot of Republicans that didn't want to vote for Trump, but did vote for Rubio. Yeah, I wonder if that speaks more to Trump's controversy or unpopularity than it does to Rubio's popularity. Good question. Well, let's talk about the state and the local races. Did you notice anything anomalous, anything interesting there? So we have Lizbeth Benequisto, who was running for re-election to the state Senate. Um, She didn't have anyone running against her in the general. She won in the primary against another Republican. So she had 4.22% voting against her via a write-in. And as far as I know, there was no write-in campaign. We also have a few races that were pretty contentious. The sheriff race, uh, Mike Scott, longtime sheriff of Lee County, won to James Didio, who was an NPA candidate. There was a primary. The challenger there was Stephanie Eller, and she obviously lost the primary. So Mike Scott won pretty handily with 75% of the vote. 
So Stephanie Eller ran against Scott as a Republican, correct? That's right, in the primary, and she lost. Do you think that her chances would have been better if she had run against him as an independent? Possibly. She may not have won, but she may have had more of a showing in the general election, just because there was more of a turnout, and she would have had more time to get her name out there. Well, James Didio, who ran with no party affiliation against Scott, um, did reasonably well, I think, considering the little amount of information there was about him. And it seemed like there was a pretty short run-up to his campaign, too. Like, uh, Mike Scott is so well-known in our community. He's got the support of the Republican Party, endorsed by the news press, but also some negatives out there. Um, a lot of controversy surrounding comments he's made and some of his policies. So that was a really uh, interesting race to me. Absolutely. It's my opinion that not to knock Mr. Didio at all, but most of the votes for Didio were likely a vote against Mike Scott. We also had county commission seats for districts three and five. We had Larry Kiker win re-election in three, and Frank Mann won in five. And Frank Mann is a longtime commissioner. Yes, he's actually a native, and he's been here for decades. I believe his family has lived here, too, so he's got roots here. Supervisor of elections was another contentious race. Absolutely. Even in the primary, I remember, I really could not have told you which way it was going to go. Mm -hmm. So it ended with Tommy Doyle and Sharon Harrington in the general election, and Doyle won with 54% of the vote. Wow. And that's so close. Imagine how painful that must have been for Sharon Harrington, the sitting supervisor of elections, watching the results come in, working to make sure everything goes smoothly. And she's got to be thinking about her own election or loss. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a difficult story. That must be painful. But again, another, um, another race with so much controversy behind it, not only uh, around her personally, but around the Lee County Supervisor elections position in general. Absolutely. I mean, if you remember 2012, I, I waited four hours in line to vote for the presidential election. Right. That was unacceptable to me. Many people had the same experience, and whether it was right or not, Harrington got a lot of the blame for that. Right, and I remember there were some news stories uh, about some controversial requests for funds for new technologies, um, and then some of those technologies not working perfectly on Election Day, so a lot yep. of concerns there from constituents. Unfortunate situation. School board had several seats in this election. In District 2, it was so close that they almost did a recount. The rule is that when it's 0.5% uh, between the two candidates, they will do a recount. It was 0.6%, so they did wow. not have to do a recount. It was several hundred votes difference, which is crazy when you think about the fact that we're talking 25,000 votes and you've got several hundred votes difference. This was between um, longtime school board member Jeannie Dozier and newcomer Melissa Giovanelli. Well, for anyone who is concerned about their vote counting or feeling like it's just a drop in the bucket, when you think about these local elections especially, oh my gosh, it makes such a big difference. Absolutely. Um, and then in District 6, we had Jane Cockle, who has served on the school board before, mm -hmm. left and has now come back. She ran against Don Armstrong. She won with 52.5%. And then in District 7, we had Kathleen Morgan win with 63% versus Chris Quackenbush, who had uh, 36%. Um, Kathleen Morgan had served on the school board previously, but she was running for this new seat after it was created last year. Well, what about all the other uh, local positions on the ballot this year and the ballot measures? There are a lot of positions that we haven't even covered and we're going to talk about in a future podcast like Mosquito Control and Lee Memorial Health Board. They're important positions and they deserve their own podcast.
As for the ballot measures, Lee County voted no on Amendment 1, which was the solar energy amendment. And of course, that was a very controversial ballot measure this year because many voters believe the wording was intentionally confusing. Now get this. I am amazed by this. 70% voted yes on uh, Amendment 2, which is medical marijuana. Wow, 70% in Lee County. 70% in Trump Lee County. Yes. So Republican Lee County. So it's interesting to see clearly many, many Republicans must have voted for that. I think the public perception on medical marijuana has changed because just, was it two years ago we voted on this? Right. With a much different answer. Right. It didn't make the minimum 60% required to pass. What about the referendum on Conservation 2020? You know, I don't know why I was worried about it, but I was. It passed 83.71%. Wow, that's incredible. What a showing of support for that. Seriously. Our county cares about conserving and managing lands. I think that's an easy one to sell to your constituents as well because you can really see the benefit uh, of those parks uh, locally here. It's a place you can actually go to and visit. Absolutely. The other constitutional amendments revolved around tax exemptions, and they all also passed. Mike, I want to ask you a question now. Uh Uh-oh. What if I am a third-party type, and and I support a third party? How can I actually do anything about that locally? Well, I think a lot of the issues that are important to third-party voters are in play here locally. So we were just talking about Conservation 2020. I think if you're a supporter of Jill Stein of the Green Party— Um, Those sort of of conservation uh, proposals would be very important to you, as well as other environmental issues that are really key here in Lee County, like water quality is a big one right now, and uh, the lake discharges uh, from Lake Okeechobee. Um, For libertarians, um, certainly the other um, big third party out there, um, they're interested in creating a smaller government. Um, There's a lot of individuals locally that are working in politics here that share that mindset. Whether they're small government Republicans, whether they're actual libertarians, or whether they're independents, I think that there's a big movement um, towards smaller government here. So uh, there's a lot there. You know, if you're a third-party supporter, by supporting local candidates, you also help shape the public perception of your party, which, of course, is important. Um, and you could provide legs uh, for, for, for future uh, local or federal positions. So I think there's a lot of good reasons to vote third-party locally. And that is a perfect tie-in to this week's listener question. Um, This week, our listener asks, I'm not happy with the 2016 presidential election results. What can I do locally to feel like I'm making a difference politically? There's so much you can do to affect change in your community. You can volunteer. And I don't just mean volunteer at the Humane Society or the food bank. Volunteer to serve on a board or committee of your local government. So would that be city, county? All of the above. Okay. Even water management districts, I think, have citizens advisory boards. Uh The Metropolitan Planning Organization has one. Government officials, elected officials, bureaucrats are looking for your opinion. They want to know what you think, contrary to what many believe. Okay. So Cape Coral, for example, has an affordable housing committee. There's a community development block grant committee. Many people probably don't know what that is. Maybe we can get into that in a future podcast. Absolutely. The MPO, Metropolitan Planning Organization, has a Citizens Advisory Council. So if you care about bike paths or pedestrian safety, that's a great place to start. What if I don't want to serve on one of those boards? How else can I get involved? 
there's so many local groups that focus on specific interests so you can channel your passion. So if you're interested in water quality, you could join the group that lobbies for clean water in the Clusashi River. If you care about the environment, the Sierra Club. If you love burrowing owls, Cape Coral Friends of Wildlife. You can also write letters to the editor. If you see something going on that you think is newsworthy, alert the local media. Write about it on Facebook. Tell your friends. Probably most important, I think, is to be respectful. Right now we're coming out of a tense election cycle. And you may find that your friend in the environmental group voted for Trump while you voted for Clinton. But if you really think about it, you have so much in common on a local level because you have the same passion and interest. And that is, for example, having a clean, green environment here in Lee County. Yeah. And if you look at some of those ballot measures we were just talking about and the amendments that just passed, like medical marijuana, the referendum on uh, conservation 2020, I think it's clear that that Venn diagram of local interest, there is a lot more overlap than you might think. Absolutely. If you look at Republicans versus Democrats versus independents, we all have common interests. Finally, if you are partisan and you're into the Democratic or the Republican Party, we have a very active office for both parties here in Lee County. So I urge you to join either party and get involved. podcast will make some political predictions. Mike, you go first. Well, here's my prediction. Although this year's medical marijuana amendment passed with well over the 60% voter support required, I think we're going to see some local pushback. What do you think you're going to see? Well, it's a controversial issue. I think cities are going to try and find ways to fight back against it, even though there's so much public support for it. Uh, I think it could create some zoning challenges. And I think you may see some stories in the news, perhaps late this year or early in 2017. And that's my prediction. How about you? Okay, so now that the 2016 election cycle is finally over, mm-hmm. things are going to heat up in the municipal election world. So we do in Cape Coral and Fort Myers and other municipalities in Lee County, odd year elections. Is that unusual? I, I, it's probably something a lot of voters aren't aware of. I believe they must not be, because the turnout last year was 15%. Wow. Compare that to this year's 78.5% turnout. It's painful. I can see that. So my prediction is that next year in 2017, the turnout will be 20%. Wow, that's a huge increase. I thought you were going to say 70 75%, something like that. Not quite that optimistic. Not quite that much, unless some huge scandal turns up. You never know. Yeah, I guess that would get people to the polls. That's kind of sad. I believe it will be 20% because it's going to be a mayoral race, which happens Mm -hmm. every four years in Cape Coral. And it could be heated because there's been some controversy in the past few months. So I think we'll see a higher turnout in 2017. And that is not just my prediction, but it is my hope. Finally, each week, we're going to end our podcast with a little levity by sharing a headline from our state's best-known resident, Florida Man. Jess, do you want to do the honors? All right. 
The headline reads, Florida man pretends to be a gumball machine repairman and steals gumball machine right in front of restaurant owner. Well, that does it for our inaugural show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Join us next week for Top 10. Have you ever wondered how the rest of the country sees Lee County? We'll examine our Top 10 designations. Until next time, find us on Facebook or leewardpodcast.com. Thanks for listening and congratulations to all the newly elected officials in the county. That was freaking... (laughs) My armpits are so sweaty.